0: With that, I congratulate Joe, his family, and everybody involved in his youth, and, and anybody that's ever touched this young man in any of the sports that he's played. Certainly done a wonderful job,
1: and I'd like to introduce to you Joe Mauer. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL. It's Minnesota Sports
0: Rewind. Up the middle and a leadoff base hit. His first major league hit. And it starts the bottom of the night, And they are rocking Ridley Field. The Cubs have gone ahead in this series. Two games to one on a masterpiece from the young Mark
1: Pryor. A two-hitter against the Braves. Welcome back, Minnesota Sports Rewind, where we dive into prominent Minnesota sports events, games, trades, moments, Mackie, Judd, Declan, and gentlemen, this episode and there's, there's there's like 20 episodes for y'all to binge on the Minnesota Sports Rewind feed. But we're going to officially adopt Minnesota Sports Rewind on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed as well. So you can find it uh, as part of the Mackie and Judd show every week. And also, if you want to just have all of the episodes in one feed, subscribe to Minnesota Sports Rewind, Apple, Spotify, and ScoreNorth.com. But we're gonna go back to June fifth, two thousand one. That's right. We're gonna go back nineteen years ago this week, basically, or last week, sort of like late yeah, last close week. enough. You're close enough. And we're in there. Roll with it. It sounded good. My uh, my DeLorean. It sounded like we isn't were doing something calibrated. right on time. Yeah. Totally coincidental that we almost nailed the date of this. By the way, <laughs> so the Minnesota Twins had the number one overall pick, and this episode is all about the choice that they made, Joe Mauer. Drafting the local boy from Creighton Durham Hall, one of the best high school players in the country. Sweet swing, Phil Mackey. The Joe Maurer quick swing. Did you guys ever use the Joe Maurer quick swing? Yeah,
2: I wasn't a big fan of it. Probably because I didn't have a quick swing. <laughs> Straight, Straight up. It was supposed <laughs> to help you, Declan. Straight up. I was just you know, bad at baseball.
1: I was too old for
3: that. The quick so swing I did not would, have been, use it. would
1: have been better if it was clear, right? If you could see the ball sort of traveling. Yeah, through or like just, this. you
2: know, swing mechanics. Look at you yeah.
3: guys now just ripping apart. Poor Joe and no, his dad, No, it's fine. I am admitting
2: that I suck at baseball. I, just, I, w- I wanted to be Joe Mauer. Are you kidding me? I want to hit singles. Would, that sounds great.
1: Would Joe Mauer's quick swing have, if you would have showed uh, young Josh Donaldson when he was trying to revamp oh. his swing to use the quick swing, I don't know if that chop quick to the ball thing wouldn't have worked. But, but the Twins made the decision to draft Joe Mauer number one overall instead of phenom high, uh, top college arm Mark Pryor, I believe, went to USC yes. for his college baseball. He did. And it was at the time, it was, I think, you know, I think in Minnesota, it was kind of a celebration of, yeah, Joe Maurer, he was maybe going to go play football at FSU, but there was also a lot of follow-up questions about, but wait a second, did you just like draft a local kid because he's local and he's cheaper? cheaper? Should you maybe have drafted Mark Pryor over here? Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive into a bunch of key questions in and around this, but to set the scene, the Twins do select Joe Maurer. He receives a $5.1 million signing bonus to be the number one overall pick. Mark Pryor received a $4 million signing bonus, so the Twins paid a higher signing bonus to Joe Maurer. But Pryor also came along with a five-year, $10 million guaranteed major league contract straight out of college. And and he pitched a little bit. Mark, So Mark Pryor was just like major league ready right out of the gate. Right. He was just ready to play. Right. He made nine starts in the minor leagues in two thousand two and then was up with the Cubs later that season. So they just they put him in the minors to get his feet wet and he dominated and then he was just a major league pitcher right away in two thousand two. Um so real quick, Judd, what do you remember do you remember the surroundings? Because you were you weren't covering the twins, but you were at the start you. Like yeah. what was kind of the word from what you recall from the Riceys and and the Jim Suhans, et cetera. The, the
3: immediate LaValle. assumption, I think, among a lot of people who had a voice about the pick was man of the twins, cheap. Like, I'm sure Joe Maurer's a, a nice player, but keep in mind, too, Mark Pryor was basically seen as a sure thing immediately. And he was. So so, so he was. the fact that the Cubs uh, fast-tracked him like they did was part of that plan. No surprise. So whomever got Pryor was going to do that. That was part of the uh, mandate. And in fact, Pryor's dad got into screaming matches with, with the Twins because the Twins wouldn't say that they were definitely going to draft his kid first. And then he said, well, then just don't draft my son. You're a bunch of cheap SOBs, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I remember that there was, aside from, from the locals who just liked the, the fact that the kid from Creighton Durham Hall had gone, uh, first overall in that draft. There were a lot of people with a voice about the pick who thought that this was the team being again at that time incredibly cheap.
1: Yeah. Um, so here's my first key question. Let's just jump right into this. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this question out and then I have my strongest take on this and you guys can cut me apart if you want to. The first key question is, Would the Twins actually have been better off drafting Mark Pryor than Joe Mauer? And and let me explain this, okay? Oh, I get it. Joe Mauer. I have a follow-up question to your question, but I get it. Joe Mauer very clearly had the better career. He had, when it's all said and done, Joe Mauer might be a Hall of Fame baseball player. And Joe Mauer is one of the greatest Twins of all time. Twins Hall of Fame, 300 hitter one of the greatest on-base machines of his era and in his position, and also one of the best defensive catchers of his era. Yep. All these things. Like Joe Maurer's 10-year run as a catcher from 2004 through basically 2014, outside of one clunker season in 2011, is one of the great 10-year runs of a catcher in Major League history. And then he had the, the, the first base era to wind down his career, kind of, it kind of taints his career a little bit, injuries and stuff. So there's, I am not arguing that Mark Pryor had the better career. Joe Maurer had the better career, period. But the Twins from 2002 through 2004 had some really, really good teams that just needed like one extra thing to get over the hump in yes. the American League playoffs. Yes. Joe Mauer didn't even come along until sort of the end of that period. Joe Maurer was not a part of the 2002 Twins. He was not a part of the 2003 Twins. 2004, he played for a little bit, got hurt, and I believe it was slipped uh, on the uh, warning track behind home plate it? and ripped up his knee a little bit or hurt his knee. Right. So they had what's his uh, backup catcher guy who hit like two hundred. Henry 200. Blanco. Henry Blanco. Blanco. So from 2002, yeah, a great defa- a great catcher. What are you guys talking about,
2: man?
3: Was. Tools He's, of ignorance fit him well. He's a great defensive catcher.
1: From 2002 through 2004, the yep. Twins had a really, really good team, and they had Johan Santana, but they yeah. just like they never really had. Liriano didn't didn't come along until 2006. Over that three year stretch, Mark Pryor from age 21 through 23 was one of the best starting pitchers in baseball. Mark Pryor posted ERAs of 3.32, 2.43, and then 4.02 in 2004, which was still well above league average. It was steroid era, and he led the he led the major leagues in strikeout rate in 2005. He finished third in Cy Young voting in 2003 and was an All Star when 18 and six. Would the Twins have won a World Series with Mark Pryor and Johan Santana somewhere between 2002 and 2004? And I think the answer might be yes. So your question... They beat the Yankees in a game in 03 and 04 with Johan and, like, Kyle Loesch, basically. Much like a a court of law,
3: I think your question has to be put in the parameter of what you're asking exactly, which is, over the entire extent of the career, was this the right pick? Or are we talking about in the scope of a four-year period where Mark Pryor probably, dare I say this as well, used correctly, not abused because he was abused by the Cubs. Mark Pryor used correctly in that rotation in the period that you're talking about gives you, if they wouldn't have won a World Series, they would have had a far better chance if you had immediately plugged him in and paid him. But make no mistake the ultimate answer to the question is the twins never had any intention of paying prior what he wanted. So, so that's the interesting thing about this rewind episode is we're almost talking about something that in my opinion, couldn't have happened because the twins wouldn't pay him. But if we're talking, but if we're talking about going for it, so let's just, let's throw everything out, how we feel about Maurer uh, prior got hurt. I get that, but let's throw all those things out and let's just go with: Would the Twins have won a World Series in the time of Mark Pryor's career with the Twins? Because we know that they didn't with Joe. I think the answer is there's a very good chance that rotation would have been really damn good. Dude, they're
1: they're really they, good. They would have. So Johan Santana became a starting pitcher in 2002. Uh, He he started like actually 2002 2003. Johan was kind of this hybrid. Like he started 15 to 20 games and came out of the bullpen a little bit, and they were just trying to limit his innings. Mm -hmm. But he was a starting pitcher in the playoffs in 2003. By 2004, he was just flat out the best starting pitcher in baseball. Basically, it was him, and there maybe might have been a couple other candidates. And Mark Pryor was in a list of the top five there as well, and Kerry Wood with Chicago. So your rotations would have been in 2002. You would have had, by the time the playoffs rolled around, if you wanted, you would have had Johan Santana, Mark Pryor, and Brad Radke as like your number three starter mm-hmm. going in mm-hmm. against that Angels team in the American League Adam Championship Kennedy, Series. Adam Kennedy, baby. Uh, that wasn't quite the Joe Mazier. That was 2001. Yeah, Adam Kennedy with like, the only up. two home, three home runs that of his life, basically. Freaking rally monkey. You had, the, you had Rick Reed in the mix at one point, but he was kind of, but it, but it would have been centered around Johan Santana, yep. Mark Pryor. Yep. And Brad Radke in a playoff series, yes, that's pretty damn good. And Joe Nathan as the closer. Something else to note, though, when the Twins made that draft pick in two thousand one, they were coming like. There's a reason why they were picking number one Mm -hmm. because they were terrible. So they weren't exactly thinking with that draft pick. Boy, we're just one. If we can just get this last piece to the puzzle. But your your question now comes back at this point
3: to be a really intriguing one. Would they have within that scope of that time period that that We're talking about, would they have won a World Series? And you just gave me a rotation going back to 2002 that would have made you, in a playoff series, pretty
1: damn formidable. Declan, what do you think?
2: I don't think so. I don't think they won a World Series with Mark Breyer. I think I look at the one year that he was really, really good in 2003, where he was a third in Cy Young voting and and was dominant. That was really only the one season. And I know they got screwed because of Bartman in a big way. He played a, a large part in that. But I look at all those twins teams, and I don't know if just Mark Pryor is the reason they were able to get over an ALDS against the Yankees or get over the ALCS against the Angels. I think there was far too many things at play that Mark Pryor wouldn't be able to solve and get them over the hump. You look at some of the. I like their chances. I, 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 I honestly, I, really think like their I, th- I think they would. Like, I, I mean, it's hard. It's impossible to say
1: because like right. we had to go back, but. It is funny. The other The other part of this argument, too, is if the Twins would have drafted Mark Pryor, like we're sitting here having this conversation saying, well, his, he was a ticking time bomb and his arm would have blown up in 2006. That's not necessarily The true. Twins, almost criminally the other way, were, were very, very cautious with pitchers. I mean, right. we brought up Johan Santana. They limited Johan Santana's innings. He, Johan Santana was ready to be a starting pitcher in 2002, and they limited him until 2004. And even in 2004, Johan wasn't out there throwing 120 pitches every single outing. Dusty Baker basically said, all right, uh, this is probably my last shot. I'm old. And Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor are both awesome. And the Cubs haven't won a World Series in 100 years. So let's just... Let's do it. Just throw them out there. Dusty, should we go to the bullpen? Nah, don't worry about it. It'll be (laughs) fine. So this is... These are Mark Pryor in 2003. These are Mark Pryor pitch counts down the stretch, okay? This is his first... Full major league season in 2003, and Mark Pryor is throwing 116, 118, <laughs> 100, 116. It's not then, funny, I'm sorry. Then we get to September. These are Mark Pryor's pitch counts 131, 129, 109, 124, 131, and 133 How many heading innings? into the postseason. Between six and nine every single Oh my single God, time. are you serious? Yeah. And then 2003. That's criminal. Pitch counts in the playoffs. These are high-stress innings in the playoffs against some of the best teams in baseball, right? 133, 116, and 119. And he was great in all three of his postseason outings in 2003. He, he gave up uh, only six runs in 23. So, so, But they, they so just rode him
3: into the ground. Did the Twins, in your mind now, in retrospect, with hindsight as your friend, make a mistake? <sighs>
1: Because You're talking World Series here, man. You can't. I do. That's I do. not a light thing to say. i honest to God, do. To it's crazy. And Joe Maurer, like, I've been to Joe Maurer. This does not, this is not an indictment on Joe Maurer. Declan's PO'd right now. Mark Pryor, in, <laughs> and, with the benefit of hindsight, and the, again, the twins weren't, when the twins drafted Joe Maurer, right. they, I got you. I hear they you. weren't thinking having that they were going to have a World Series window from 02 to 04. Like, they were hopeful that they had some players coming up. Right. But they didn't, there's no way they would have said, gun to the head right now as you make this draft pick. Is your World Series window going to open up next year? Right. There's no way they would have said that. Although, although this was the 2001 draft, they were one of the best. Maybe I'm wrong here. They were one of the best teams in baseball on June 5th, 2001. Yes. Because they got off to a ridiculously hot start. TK's last year, yeah. So maybe they did see the window opening. So this is going to sound crazy, but I think, because I think the Twins would have won a World Series if Mark Pryor was in their starting rotation, then therefore it was a mistake to draft Joe Maher over Mark Pryor. Man, that's a good hot take.
0: That is a great hot
1: take. Declan's not happy about it, but I think it's a great hot take. I mean, it's my it's my opinion, it's just like my opinion, man. Oh wow! <laughs> you're pulling me over.
3: Oh, wow. wow, I don't know, man. Hey, there's still a police department
2: to pull you over. <laughs> you guys can How about me, that? on this. I right? didn't know that we still the, had one. The Zolgad and Sun Police Department. Yeah, <laughs> here's the other thing. Okay? Work out of
1: our house. So, so you're you're not going to find. Is it fair to say that like. Of all the 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 punishment, Joe Mauer yeah. has received a lot of punishment from media and fans in this town. And yep. I've been the Joe Mauer, like Mount Rushmore of Joe Mauer defenders. I am George Washington in this town. I just like yeah. I, I've always stood up for him as a player, as a guy. Uh, just I, I think he's I think he's one of the greatest twins of all time. But if you look at the Twins, when he when he first arrived, really on the scene in two thousand five, when he was like, all right, he's healthy, he's ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. From two thousand five all the way through the end, they only really had like one or two meaningful playoff pushes, and so like 2006, two thousand six, two two thousand nine tens, like they had like three really go for it type seasons in his in the meat of his career as a Twins player. Yeah, I'm not really counting. Was he on that wild card team in seventeen? I can't remember. But like it was, it was basically oh6 yeah. it was 0-6, it was 0-9, and it was two thousand and ten. Yep. They really could have used him in 0-3 and 0-4, right? Like they needed that extra thing to get over the hump, and he just wasn't ready yet because he was. They drafted him out of high school. So what I'm saying is, in retrospect, Mark Pryor would have given them a better chance to win a World Series in the time that they were most ready to win a World Series. I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. I don't know that I. I don't. I,
3: I'm a little bit more torn than you are probably on if. That was a mistake because he did prove as a catcher to be so damn good. Sure, um, but then of course comes the other key question: after you draft Joe Maurer and you're looking at him and saying, "Oh my God, this guy can
1: hit! He is a generationally great player."
3: Should we have him catch?
1: I don't know about that. Okay, that's the next key question. Did the Twins make a mistake by not moving Joe Maurer to a different position? Absolutely, because you would move him now, and 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 they
3: keep in mind too at that time. Guys were being moved. Biggio started as a catcher with the Astros. They're like, no, 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 no. This ain't going to work. We have seen, but we saw players around that era being moved. Now, I think it's almost an an automatic that you are moved. Um, yeah, I think the Twins made a mistake by not moving him, let's say, with that arm to right field. I probably would have moved him to the outfield and not first base initially. Um and then had the option later in his career to do exactly what they did do uh but with a guy who can hit like that with that size and that frame, is it a good idea to have him play what I would guess is arguably the if not one of the most stressful position in all of pro sports yeah i- bu- I believe that the twins helped expedite Mauer's exit as an elite player. As an elite player, yeah. By not moving him from catcher, I get that he was a great catcher, but I don't think the trade-off ultimately was worth it. So yes, I think they made a mistake by not transitioning him to the outfield, probably right away.
1: You know, uh, third base would have been a really interesting one because he was a great athlete. Mm-hmm. He you know he would have played college football. He would have played quarterback. Uh, I think early in his career, he was a great base runner who ran well for a catcher too. Yep. You don't have to be lightning fast to play third base, but you gotta be quick Very smart, yep like Miguel Sano, not quick enough to play third base, so yeah move him
0: Test jamar
1: Jamar was in good shape, he yep. was quick, he had great hands. I think the reason why catcher was was such an appealing spot for him is because if you have a guy that gets that hits three hundred and gets on base at a four hundred clip at that position it just raises the water level of your whole lineup so much because there's only like five or six good hitting catchers in baseball at any given time. The rest of them are just kind of garbage because it's, it's a taxing physically taxing position. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the twins were able to run out a catcher that hit at that level for 10 years and still have a first baseman that could hit it at MVP level and still have a Brian Dozier at second base later on in Joe Maurers' career. Right. And still have Tori Hunter in center field. Like it makes your lineup so much better, but At the same time, you're limiting what he could have done offensively. He was such a wildly talented offensive player. If he would have played a less taxing position, be it first base, third base, or a corner outfield spot, he would have put up better power numbers. He probably would have hit for even a higher batting average and a higher on-base percentage. I love to bring this fact up because it really illustrates how taxing playing catcher is. In the history of baseball, there's like 25 hitters in the 500 home run club. So just going back to the early 1900s, there's about 25 players, a couple dozen players, who've hit 500 home runs in their careers. None of them are catchers, for one. Mm-hmm. Only one catcher ever has hit 400 home runs, and only seven catchers, eight catchers ever have hit 300 home runs in their career. Wow! So the 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 500 home run club has 25 players. The 300 home run club for catchers only includes eight players, and Joe Mauer is not in that club. Just so everyone knows. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez, Lance Parrish, Gary Carter, Yogi Berra, Carlton Fisk, Johnny Bench, Mike Piazza is the only one with over 400. And I think that shows you, like, if Yogi Berra had played a different, less taxing position, he's probably in the 500 home run club. If If Johnny Bench, like Johnny Bench, is in the five or six hundred home run club, but usually you are physically shot at that position by the time you are 29, 30, 31 years old. Running back, and then your numbers drop. It is. It truly it's is the running back of baseball. So you know that you're getting, when you have th- that great of a player at that position, you're getting right. a ton of positional value, but you're also limiting how long their career can be and how great their offensive upside can be. And that's what happened with Joe Maurer.
2: Well, what, what if it's flipped? What if he starts at third base and he wins those four batting titles and he wins an MVP in 09, but then in 2013 he does suffer a significant injury, whether it's a concussion or an ACL, whatever. And his career is then shortened, and he's no longer the player he is. Do we look at him as a Hall of Fame player like he is right now? I don't think so. Exactly.
3: We probably don't, but but keep in mind, the concussions were the uh, multitude in the buildup of being hit by foul tips. So, like, the, the way to get him hurt playing third base is a uh, much farther. It's sure. much more difficult. So he didn't get hurt in some fluky, oh, he tore up his knee, you know, rounding second base. He got hurt because through the years he took multiple foul tips um which just began to take their toll so i would say that the odds of him getting hurt significantly and derailing his career which in in my mind is pretty much what took place that day against the mets at target field is a long shot um so i i think that if he starts let's say he starts in right or at third base i think what you have is probably and, and I don't know if the power changes significantly, but I think what you have is probably Carew's career, if nothing else, mm-hmm. which is which is a, what, 15 to 20-year Hall of Fame career where there is not a drop-off at all, basically, at the plate until
1: maybe the end. I'm glad you brought up Rod Carew's career because there's actually a lot of parallels. They would seem like very opposite players. They played different positions. Uh, they played in different eras. Rod swings, man. Yeah, Rod Carew played until he was 40 years old. But un- it, it, the tough part is Joe Maurer's numbers dropped off at the end. It's like Joe Maurer was like a 320 career hitter until the last few years of his career. But right. both were high batting average, batting title guys. Both guys were on base machines that got on base at near a 400 clip. Um, neither one of them really hit for a lot of power, but both hit a ton of doubles. Yes. Rod Carew had the advantage of also racking up stolen bases in his career but Joe Mauer had the advantage of playing a more taxing difficult position at a high level. I think I think you're right. If Joe Mauer doesn't play catcher, he probably does hit. He he's probably Tony Gwynn, Rod Carew, he has that sweet swing, those hands. He probably plays until he's 37. He's probably playing now. He's probably yeah. playing until he's 37, he's 38 years, years old just a pure natural hitter. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh and for the record, Joe Mauer in his career as a catcher ranks 7th on the all-time batting average list just behind Mike Piazza and some other old guys from the early 1900s like <laughs> Bubbles Hargrave I and Davis. I love Bubbles. Bubbles was I, I watch yeah. Bubbles games.
0: Oh, Bubbles on, Hargrave. Uh,
3: out
1: there now. I'm throwing the ball
0: around you all the time.
3: Now.
1: Fantastic guy.
3: Bubbles Hargrave. Bubbles Hargrave. <laughs> and and here so here's my question too. If if you move per, if you move Mauer and he starts his career at a different position, keep in mind, and he might have driven people absolutely bonkers, A.J. Perzinski, for the most part, still had a very productive career after he left here. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not as if you didn't have a catcher. It's not as if you said, well, okay, that's fine. We moved Mauer to right field, and now Judd Henry Blanco is catching every day. That's not the case. So you could have moved uh, Joe and swallowed hard and said, yeah, he's a pain in the ass,
1: but Krzynski can play, and think how long it took them. They they had Koski, but Koski was kind of gone by like 2004. Think about how many third basemen they ran through. They, you know, Punto was starting at third base for a while in and 2006. Mike Lamb, and Mike Lamb, Mike Lamb Joe Creedy, Joe Creedy, Batista, Brian B- Busher. God, they've been looking for third baseman. If Joe Morrow been their third baseman, Brian stays. Where should Brian Busher come from? I love Brian Busher. All right, next, What's key next question. question. Next Sorry. key question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's go with this one, just plain and simple. Did Joe Maurer live up to the hype? I think the answer, and my guess is there's
3: a lot of Twins fans who will say, absolutely not, look at the end, okay? I think he did. I think when you put together a career at catcher where, where you become the first catcher, first catcher in the American League, I believe, at the time to win a batting title, mm-hmm. I believe only one or two other catchers in the history of baseball in the National League had done that, Okay. When you do that, when you put together the 2009 campaign, after missing what, April, and coming back in May, but put together the MVP campaign that he did, when you look at what this guy did in the prime, and this is why I think he is a Hall of Fame catcher. I I think he belongs in Cooperstown based on that body of work. I think that you can fairly say, okay, the first base years weren't great, but... If you take if Joe Mauer uh, gets the foul tip against the Mets and is out and says, "You know what, guys, I'm done." I, I think that there's a very good case that Joe Mauer goes into the Hall of Fame as a catcher based on that portion of his career i I really believe that it's unfair to say that when you put together statistically what he did playing the position he did that he didn't live up to the hype. I think that's completely unfair.
1: I think yeah, I did. I think he lived for the hype as well. And I have, a, I have an exercise for us, but Declan, do you think he lived up to the hype? A hundred percent.
2: If you look at his war of what, 55 in his career and all the accolades that he did as a number one pick. I mean, look at all the number one picks that have been bust. There's more of them. There's more of them. There's going to be more people that were bust than what Joe Maurer was able to do. He a hundred percent lived up to his hype.
1: So, that's the exercise I want to go through here which is I, and, and I'm going to I'm going to go back like probably 8 or 10 years just to get cuz Carlos Correa was a number 1 pick, his career hasn't played out yet. Uh most of the guys picked number 1 overall like Royce Lewis hasn't even gotten to the major leagues yet. But let's go back to the 2011 draft, Garrett Cole, and let's go back further than, like we'll just go back like 15 20 number 1 picks. Let's compare Joe Mauer to the other number 1 overall picks. Did Joe Mauer have a better career than blank? Okay, the other number one picks. Okay. Garrett Cole. Actually, the the jury's still out I was going to say, that's the hard to decide out. because I'm not quite sure on, on Cole. He, so, he could turn out to be a, a great Bronx bomber. So, like, Bryce Harper, jury's still out. Yep. Uh Steven Strasburg, jury's still out. Yep. Uh, all right, let's start with David Price, 2007 number one pick. I think Mowers had a better
2: career. Yeah, Mowers. Yeah, Maures. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, Luke Hoshavar. Yeah, No. Unless Luke sure. Koshavar
3: was a number one pick?
2: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. I oh, feel like Lord Joe Maher had like 400 us. off that guy in his career. I <laughs> yeah. would not be surprised. Okay, Luke yeah.
1: was a large part of the reason why Joe Mauer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Upton. Mauer, oh,
2: Mauer, yeah.
1: 100%. These next three are easy. Matt Bush, Delman Young, Brian Bullington. Mauer, Maurer. Okay. Maurer. Matt Bush.
3: Maurer. Padres, man. He was supposed to be a hot shot. Drug problems.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting career. Yeah. Substance abuse, man. Adrian Gonzalez. Maurer. Mauer. It's Mauer. I like Gonzalez a lot, but it's Mauer. Josh Hamilton, Mauer, an, It should have been Josh. Should have been Josh, but yeah, Mauer. Yeah. But that's you know, that happens. happens again. Pat
2: Burrell, Mauer. Oh, Pat Mauer. the Bat. Yeah, I, I like Mauer. Pat
1: Burrell, but Mauer. Matt Anderson and Chris Benson. Okay, Mauer, Mauer, Are those
3: Mauer Saint Paul
2: Saints players.
1: No, Chris Benson was uh,
3: the topic by the Pirates. the Pirates, an anchor of my rotisserie baseball league team for a few His years. His wife
1: more famous than him, Anna Benson. Oh yeah, she was. was like, kind she, of like a she had some problems, celebrity. Uh, Darren Erstad, hmm. number one pick. Mauer, but
3: Erstad was very, very good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mauer. Paul Wilson, Maurer. pitcher, right for the Mets, right-handed pitcher. Yep. Okay. Maurer. 1993. Alex Rodriguez.
2: A rod. Okay, so you
1: A-Rod. finally hit one.
2: A rod, and even though he's very tainted and he's kind of a dummy, Alex Rodriguez is out of better. Career. It's a rod. Yeah. It's a rod.
1: So we got to We got to go
2: back what
3: to if
1: Maurer had done steroids, boys, huh? Maybe he did do steroids and all that. So we got to go back to 1993. <laughs> Whoa, you can't just throw that out there. Joe was clean. Joe didn't have a lot of bicep definition. Joe was so. Joe's what? home run totals would have been much different. I don't know. Um, Alex Rodriguez into Phil Nevin, nineteen ninety two.
2: Another former.
1: Um, That's Joe Mauer. Mauer, but Phil was pretty good. Brian Taylor, Mauer. Brian Taylor got in a fight and derailed his career as a pitcher with the Yankees. Chipper Jones. Uh Chipper Jones. Chipper, probably Chipper, Chipper, right? Love yeah. Chipper Jones. Love Chipper. Ben McDonald, Big Ben McDonald. Orioles. By the way, we're back You're to in like sixty seven, Phil. Well, this is 1989. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. I'm back to 1989. It's, it's, it's
3: Mauer, but Ben McDonald, I, I think, did have a pretty solid career, but it's Maurer.
1: Andy Bennis, 1988. It's Maurer. Ken Griffey Jr., we can all agree, okay. is Ken, Ken Griffey Jr., so right? So you're on three guys who had better careers than so, Maurer. Uh, Jeff King, BJ Surhoff, Sean Abner, Tim Belcher, Sean Dunstan, Mike Moore, Daryl Strawberry. I'm back to 1980, and only three players have had three number one overall picks have had better Tim careers Tim Belcher,
3: man. Twins took him, and he wouldn't sign. They couldn't sign him.
1: Timmy Belcher. All right, next key question, okay? Yep. If Pryor's presence, if I'm right, the Twins would have won a World Series between 2002 and 2004 with Mark Pryor. Yep. But then his arm blows up and he never pitches again, basically what happened with the Cubs. Yep. Would you take the short burst success with Mark Pryor, would you take a World Series win between 2002 and 2004, or would you rather have the borderline Hall of Fame career and longevity with Joe Maurer from a, from a
2: Twins fan perspective. Oh, i take the World Series every How single time. There's no, there,
3: it's not even a debate. I Great career, great guy, hometown hero. I am taking a World Series I,
2: parade. And I guess if you're framing it as, yeah, you know for a fact you're going to go to a World Series between 2002 and 2004, but I'll give you Joe Maurer and he's going to have a better career and you could win multiple World Series. I'm taking Pryor. I'll take the Pryor bet.
1: So you guys agree with me then? The Twins made a mistake by drafting Joe Maher no. and Mark the Pryor. The problem no. is they were the never
3: going to pay him. They were never going to pay. It's it. not even that's that much out. money. Think and about, they got in streaming years? matches with his father, and it all was ugly from the get go. It was a five-year, two million dollar a year contract. Did you Did you assignment. see who else they passed on though? Because I believe he broke his ankle playing college baseball that spring, and he was in their top three until then. I think he fell out after that. Mark Teixeira. Mark Teixeira. He was like the number five or six pick yes, overall. Yes, yeah. and that—that's actually my question to you boys. If Phil's dreams do come true and and the commissioner's trophy, I think it's called that, Ugh. is parading down I-94 and Mark Pryor is in in the back of the convertible carrying it. Where is Joe Mauer playing?
1: So if the twins pick Tisheri, you're saying? No, Pryor. No, I'm oh, saying I'm sorry, if bro, they take
3: Pryor, where is Joe Maurer playing? Because I don't think it's a slam dunk, it's the Cubs.
1: Well, here's the here are the next I'll just go through the next picks here. It's a disaster. Joe Maurer, Mark Pryor, and Mark Desher were like the only good players out of this draft. This yeah. is what happens. Jeremy Bonderman was 26. Was, was David Wright in that draft? Uh, he was not in this draft. I don't think. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. He was a, He was the 38th overall pick. Jeez. So David Wright.
3: Did the Twins make a mistake by not taking David
1: Wright? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he had some back issues and stuff, too, right? Yeah. right? Yes. So Maurer prior to the Cubs, and then the Rays took Dewan Brazelton, yes. a That's right-handed totally. pitcher. Yeah, great guy. The Phillies took Gavin Floyd. Yeah. you guys remember oh, him? God. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Nope. pitched for the White Sox One of my mini-irrational well. hatreds. Can't stand him. You're really, you are can't stand Gavin Floyd? Can't stand Gavin. I can't stand most of any player that pitched for the Tigers or White Sox too. from 2006 to 2011. Get oh, okay. over it. Get over it. So, Jerry, anyway. yeah. Sorry. Another
1: t- the sorry. Rangers took Mark Teixeira. Yep. Then it was Expos. These are all busts. Like, Josh Karp. Baltimore Orioles took Chris Smith. The Pirates took John Van Benshooten. Do you know Great who? Name. Do you know who I think takes Joe? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was a pretty poorly run organization in 2001, though. Yeah, and they were looking for pitching.
3: Yeah, that might be true. I was going to say it because they would have loved the fact that he wouldn't have broke the
1: bank. That's true. That's true. I'm trying to find other teams like that. The Royals at nine could have taken Joe Maurer. I don't think. Where, you get... How about the Brewers at 12? Yeah,
2: where did where did St. Louis hmm. pick? I feel like Joe Maher would have a whole long-lasting career in St. Louis.
1: The, the <laughs> Rami's going
2: to come Oh, back. yeah, no, I can Ra- hear him. Rami's going to come already his drive
3: line. to the studio and kill yeah. you. Yeah.
2: St.
1: Louis drafted late in the first round. They drafted that's old, too a guy right. named Justin Perry. I think Mauer sure. goes top 10 for sure, and my guess is top 5. For sure. Yep. So, all right, uh, last key question for you guys here. If Mauer had stuck with football and gone to a hot, to, to Florida State, what would have happened? How good of a quarterback would he have been? Would he have played in the NFL? Could he have stayed healthy? Because if he could have stayed,
3: let's just assume. Probably not. Let's assume for the sake of the conversation that he could have stayed healthy. I think he would have been a fantastic college quarterback. I think he would have played in the National Football League. And with that athletic ability and that size, I think he would have been damn good. Now, now I will come back to, because he had injury problems in baseball, starting as you pointed out, Phil, in two thousand four. I don't know that he could have stayed on the field either at Florida State or in the NFL. But if we're going to just assume that he would have, I think he would have been a really, really good, solid quarterback who
1: could have had success and possibly th- led, and possibly led the Purple to the Super Bowl. I think. I think health is the biggest question. I think he would have been like a, I don't know. Now I'm not doing like a like the white guy quarterback. You know, comparison Joe Flacco. Thing. Are you about to say Joe Flacco? Well, he does look a little bit like Joe Flacco. I was gonna say like a Matt Ryan. Him. Yeah. He would have been like a Matt that's Ryan. damn good, he's that's in, a ceiling. Won an MVP. But I don't here's that's the problem. Good ceiling. At, at at that position, I think you have to be kind of an alpha leader guy. It's really like think about the top quarterbacks in the NFL's history, the Peyton Manning's, the Tom Brady's, the just anyone you could think of Pat Mahomes right now. Yep. These are guys that people gravitate to in a room that will call people out yep. that have sort of an True. alpha personality. True. And Joe has—even even as the leader in that clubhouse, Joe was always more—I don't know if the beta is the right word, but he was just more reserved, and he wasn't yeah. like he was going to be the rah-rah guy, and he wasn't going to get—I I can't envision right. him before an NFL game doing the Drew Brees thing, where it's
2: like, okay. get everyone riled up, you know? <laughs> oh, geez, guys, let's go win a game.
1: Yeah, I'm
3: not sure <laughs> Drew's going to be listened to now as much. That's a—you uh, know what? That's an interesting talker, because you might be right there, because Joe definitely— Joe never seemed to, at least from what we saw, uh, have much control of things in that clubhouse. Now, I will say that you certainly heard stories, and it was pretty evident in his last year when he became emotional about it that guys that he did do some things to take control. I guess I'm just talking more from an athletic standpoint sure. and qu- and quarterback standpoint on the field, off the field. You're probably right. I will say this. If you had plopped Joe Maurer in, into a Vikings jersey the year that they took Christian Ponder and said pick, Joe Maurer, better quarterback. You're Be- saying at that pro- exact yeah, moment? at that exact moment, Joe Maurer, better pro quarterback.
1: I don't disagree with that. You're saying like having I'm played saying, no level above high I'm school. I'm saying if
3: Joe Maurer had showed up at Winter Park the day that <laughs> Ponder was introduced from Florida State, right? That's a
1: great hot take.
3: As their, as their first-round pick and Joe had, had been like, Listen, young man. Why don't you take a seat? I am now the quarterback of this team. <laughs> I think Joe Maurer steps in immediately. Then, not having played quarterback, and is a better pro quarterback with the Vikings
1: than Christian Ponder ever was. The athletic ability is not close. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's actually let's let's wrap this episode with Roycey and get his thoughts on Joe Maurer prior Minnesota Sports Rewind with Mackie and Judd here.
0: With that, I congratulate Joe, his family, and everybody involved in his youth and. And anybody that's ever touched this young man in any of the sports that he's played, they've certainly done a
1: wonderful job. And I'd like to introduce to you, Joe Mauer. All right, Pat, we're doing this Minnesota sports rewind episode on the 2001 draft in which the twins uh, took Joe Mauer instead of Mark Pryor. And I told, I told these guys as much as I am, I am on the Mount Rushmore of Joe Mauer defenders. I am George Washington over these past 10 years. But I think, I think Mark Pryor pushes the Twins to a World Series between 2002 and 2004, and therefore, by that logic, it was the wrong decision to draft Joe Maurer over Mark Pryor. Your thoughts?
0: Well, uh, they were, uh, I think there was a financial consideration for sure, because I, I the Pryor family, you know, the old man tried to do everything he could to dissuade the Twins from drafting him, so. They did not, uh, they didn't want, for some reason, they did not want uh, the Twins to draft uh, draft him number one. I think we all kind of uh, criticized them when they uh, took Joe and said, uh, but that also was 01, and we weren't really sure that we were seeing a uh, World Series contender in the making. They were playing well, obviously, in June of 2001, but they were also coming off eight straight losing season. And uh, I would say in retrospect, uh, you can't claim that they would have won a World Series with Breyer, so uh, I, would, I would I would, go with the Joe pick. So that, that, in, in retrospect, I think I probably wrote something saying they should take Breyer, and I think I was wrong. So, take that, and, Mackie. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm not saying that Joe's – I'm not saying Phil's theory is uh, wrong, I'm just saying that uh, – in retrospect, I think they made the right choice. So, do you think Patrick? Uh, no, with with Pryor, once his arm went dead, uh, I mean, would have <laughs> the decade would would have oh four to two thousand ten been as good without Mauer? I don't think so.
3: Yeah, but but do do the, the Twins handling a Prior cause his arm to go as dead as Dusty Baker? Phil Phil went through the pitch counts of Pryor in Chicago.
1: It's, it's, it's hilarious. Mind-boggling. Yeah, the, it's like 130, 120, <laughs> 130 pitches Dusty. every game for like three months to end that season in 03.
0: Hey, they were trying to win your World Series at your target. I know. Guardy so, uh,
1: doesn't let him go 130, though, I don't think. I don't <laughs>
0: I think uh, not are 130. <laughs> he doesn't. But, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you guys are uh, – you, uh, you rarely do this, but I think you're uh, – in some speculation. Well, that is... <laughs> Wait you, a second. W- what type of speculation,
3: rarely,
0: Pat? Rare, rarely happened. That Pryor wouldn't have thrown as many pitches, so that his arm wouldn't have fallen out, so then the Twins would have uh, won. Reckless speculation.
1: <laughs> reckless, retrospective <laughs> speculation. you going to get a new Manny
3: Helicott yes.
0: from a long time ago. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was... Uh, it was a hell of a draft, wasn't it? When you look at some of the mediocre lousy when you look at a draft where Adam Johnson gets picked third uh compared to this one. This was a uh, this was it all. The was there and uh you you could also make a case maybe they should have taken him, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah David Wright was, was a was a late first round pick in that draft.
0: No, but but, but who else was uh Those were the three the
1: main guys at the top. It was mostly it was cuz Dewan Brazelton yeah. went yeah. third.
0: Moore, yeah. Raselton was mentioned a lot, and the Twins actually liked him a lot. But uh, uh, there's there's somebody else. I thought there was another one, like a Jeremy right Jeremy
1: Bonderman it. was in the first round of that draft.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a hell of a draft. So, uh, but uh, you know, Joe turned out uh, okay. Oh, Bobby C-
1: Bobby Crosby, remember him, the shortstop of the future for the Oakland Days vaguely yeah 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 spoiler a he would, turned out to not be the shortstop short of the, of the future. future yeah
3: and let's debate that next <laughs> bobby crosby where is he now
0: i'd forgotten until i read the script today that the first twins first ever first ever draft choice i remember when they took eddie leone and they didn't sign him uh that was uh that was uh, a start that calvin didn't like the fact that these guys were asking for money to sign what the hell draft started when patrick late 60s well, Rick Mundy was the first ever, uh, selection, I think. Rick Mundy, so 65, 65, okay. 66, something like that. Wasn't it? was well, I think 65 or 6. Uh, and boy, now I, I've, I've, you, you, you usually put should put in there, I think Rick Mundy was the first pick instead of Rick Mundy was the first pick. I'm, uh, I, I, that's my recollection. Anyway, but I was in St. Cloud then, and I was drinking, so maybe I forget. Yes, yeah, so, I. Sure.
3: Hold on, I'll check it. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. I bet it was him. Uh you're.